Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts. ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. Hey, Dana, we have to record this one quickly today. I'm sorry. I know we do, David, but why is that? Tell us. We have have an uninvited guest heading this way, and um, it's a very large hurricane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, here at kick some ADHD podcast. We record typically a couple of weeks early just because, you know, we're people that need buffers. And (laughs) David is, uh, this Hurricane Ian is targeting his house. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Like we are, we are not just in the cone of uncertainty. We are in the the line in the middle of the cone of uncertainty. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So gearing up today for, you know, lots of wind. Actually, we've already had a fair amount of wind and rain. And, you know, this is one of those times, Dana, where it would be easy to get overwhelmed. Oh, David, are you stepping into overwhelm? Well, no, I did that a couple of days ago. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just I'm just living in overwhelm right now because like hey let's have yeah. one more thing happen shall we <laughs> shall we and one more big thing that you have no idea in three days what you're going to be dealing with I mean you know last Friday I was I was overwhelmed because I was hosting a big family gathering for a relative that was in town and it just made sense to do it at my house so I'm running all around and that was about the time when it started to occur to me that there's actually a hurricane coming this way and I was like are you kidding me (laughs) so yeah it's been a little overwhelming well, David, then shall we see if we can kick some ADHD for you today? Yeah, I would like that. It's it's number 117. And we didn't even talk about this, but you you created a whole episode on stepping out of overwhelm. How great is that? I did because I created it for me. And then now my overwhelm, that was two weeks ago when I wrote this thing. And my overwhelm is done, passed. Oh, well, I can't even... If I think about it, I'll remember. Well, don't and don't then, do that. We don't want you to remember it right now. <laughs> well, we will. We're going to dig into it a little oh, bit okay. today. All However, right. now it is your turn to experience overwhelm. And, and actually, I think you have a much better reason for Not that it's a contest. Mm-hmm. However, you have a much better reason to be overwhelmed than I did. Well, I'm glad you think that. I don't know why I am so glad about that. But anyway, that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) maybe it is a contest. There's a, you know, the funny thing is, I've lived on the Gulf of Mexico in some flavor or fashion since I was very small. And my first hurricane, I remember it vividly 1983, Hurricane Alicia. And uh, it was in, I lived in Houston. My family and I did. I was just a kid. But um, we've done this many times. You know, it's like, yeah, you prep for it, you do what you can. And then, you know, hopefully the house is still standing when it's it's all over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so common with ADHD. We experience overwhelm. All all types of ADHD experience overwhelm. It's just what we do. And then I think for people with the inattentive type ADHD, we are more apt to get overwhelmed. That seems to be one of our default oh, interesting. emotions. What do you think? Have you noticed that? I actually, I'm I'm actually very curious about this because 
my teenager was diagnosed with the inattentive type. I am diagnosed with the combined type. Yeah. And so that's an interesting observation. I'd like to hear more about what makes you think that. I have never read anything official on that. This is my observation from my life and the small slice of ADHD people with inattentive and combined and hyperactive types with whom I have worked over the last 20 some odd bazillion years. So it's fresh research right from Dana Science Lab. (laughs) It's just one of my things I seem to have noticed. It's kind of a huh. That's interesting. That is that is actually a really fascinating. I'm going to be chewing on that one for a little while because yeah. I, uh, I I I think I can say that I've seen a similar finding actually. Have you? Okay. Okay. Well, of course, I don't know if it's official. Be I've never done any research into it. Of course. Why would I do that? No, of course. I mean, that would take like all sorts of work. <laughs> yeah, I could just say, "Hey, this is what I believe." Yeah. And there we go. <laughs> and there this, we go. This is how it's pseudoscience begins, right? <laughs> and it definitely is. This is how pseudoscience begins. And At we're, we're creating labeled. it right here. Exactly. Kick some ADHD podcast. But we're, but we're labeling it as such, and that makes it okay, because we're not actually claiming this to be scientifically valid or whatever. Okay, good, good. Oh, sure. You're just so kind, David. Oh. <laughs> anyway, what causes overwhelm? What is overwhelm? Overwhelm is when you've got so much going on too too much going on it's that one more thing with adhd you know we live in chaos or we live on the precipice of chaos it's it's never far away from us and then when we start adding extra things into our lives a party for your big extended family a hurricane a holiday a work project a trip Something, anything changing like that. Changing jobs, oh, moving changing from one place to another. Like just, you know, so many big it, yeah. things. Yeah. Right. So here we're marching along in normal life, always on the edge of chaos. And then that extra thing happens. Boom. And boom, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. We get frozen. We're spinning. We panic. Anxiety, stress. All of those things, guilt and shame. Um, David, what does overwhelm feel like for you? It's, yeah, it can be a little paralyzing, which is, which is you know, of course, what we, we talked about a couple of episodes ago, you know, when you're paralyzed by fear of failure. It's, this is a different type of paralysis, though. This is like, you know, we do, as you said, living on the edge of chaos is actually stimulating. And so we kind of thrive on that to some degree. But then... There is a point <laughs> at which, like, it, it doesn't even have to be a big thing, you know, it can be no. just that and just enough to nudge you over the edge. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, my brain was functioning five minutes ago, and now I can't even think my way out of a wet paper sack, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I like that you said it doesn't have to be a big thing. The examples we gave a move, a big trip, ones, or yeah. hurricane, those are all big things. However, it can be small things that can shift us into overwhelm. It can be an email that asks you to do something. It can be a request from a family or coworker or or something that's very small that it just, it explodes in your brain. Yeah. I honestly was getting there. I was okay with the hurricane, but I was in a meeting today and you know, we're, 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 we're trying to solve a thorny problem at work 
and naturally, you know, it, the the solution got assigned to me, and I was like, "Ah, you got to be kidding me!" <laughs> you know, that's just not that's the last thing I needed today. Dang it, you know. And that was it. It's like you know, here I am recording a podcast Boom. episode. <laughs> yeah, here you are. Here yeah. you are. <laughs> But yeah, it's it, it's it's just like you know there there can be if you if you allow it, and I, I'm 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 looking forward to hearing how we talk about stepping out of it. But when when you when you, if you if you if it happens, you just find yourself just unable to even inch forward. It's like I don't know. Everywhere I look is a problem that maybe normally on a different day my brain could handle, but right now it just looks like it's too much. You know? Yeah, yeah, and it so it becomes a problem of this enormous magnitude. In our brains, it probably isn't, right? But it seems like it. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. What it's... are some other things that cause overwhelm other than one more thing? Living in fantasy land, not fully thinking through the consequences of our action or actions. This is what I did to set me up for a week of of to it was a week of overwhelm, and I didn't think things through, and I just threw myself into this storm. Yikes. Um, yeah. And not giving our brains what it needs. Right. Without enough sleep, without the right food, without enough water, exercise, we don't have the resilience, see, that our brains need to be able to weather a hurricane. <laughs> oh, how is that? Boom, boom, boom. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, so we're if we're not taking care of our brains, we're more apt to go into overwhelm. When we start thinking, this time it's going to be different. You know that's the fantasy land thing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I know. I I know. I I made myself a rule that I needed a certain amount of buffer time or whatever. But nah, nah this time nah, I can do without that. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. <laughs> so what I did was I went on. I had this gap of a week where I could clear everything away before the success club started, and I went on this marvelous nine day vacation all by myself to our little crumbling fishing cabin in the sierra nevada mountains so and it was nice. amazing oh. it was amazing and just so relaxed and i hadn't thought through the success club started the day after i got back oh and i and i hadn't thought through that that's typically a week that there's just a lot going on and i have to be fully on and present and ready and then there's technical problems and there's always a lot of background that's my like my busiest week of the year and i didn't i need 4 days transition time after a vacation and i wow. didn't have it oh wow wow so you were fully rested oh i was so fully rested and i was just floating <laughs> and relaxed, you know, and all of this. And then I come back in and I didn't have the resiliency to deal with getting back to work, which yes. I normally would have, because I didn't realistically plan and say, Dana, you need four days. Yeah. I said, oh, I can do it. Everything's fine. I can do it. Mm. Yikes. Yeah. So it was a, it was a heck of a week, heck of a week. Other things that cause overwhelm, people pleasing, taking on too much, yeah, procrastinating. I don't know those. Yeah. No, we don't know anything about those. Procrastination, which then those deadlines get tighter and tighter and we're meeting the deadlines and we tend to get a little hysterical. Our brains start to focus. However, it can be really hard for us to 
do it. And this is where I think the big difference between the inattentive type and the hyperactive type of ADHD, this is where I think the big overwhelm difference happens. Okay. What do you think? Does that make any sense? It's more when the procrastination thing goes on. Yeah, no, I, I can see what you're saying. I think there's there's a lot to it. And I think that like it, it, it becomes a stimulation thing. Like, you know, there's so much yeah. stimulation happening all at once. And some of us, I think, are more sensitive to stimulation than others. And that might be a, that's a what I'm thinking. Is that what you're thinking? That's, like the- that's what I'm thinking as we're talking it through is with hyperactive ADHD, maybe they need more st- stimulation. They can deal with that extreme stimulation better than the inattentive types. Yeah. That's some, what uh, yeah. probably what I'm noticing. Yeah, I think that that's an interesting thing because some of us will will just we like not only do we thrive on chaos, but we actually create it because it's because it's entertaining and it's fun. Mm-hmm. But but chaos can especially I, I I can see that maybe with with an inattentive type maybe that's what it is. There's a there's that chaos is just too much. Yeah, you know because I know for me and for a lot of the people I work with, I don't I can't do chaos. I don't want chaos. It it's it's to me chaos isn't stimulating chaos shuts me down yeah interesting interesting and it will to me uh, do, do that to me after a certain point but depending on the circumstance i mean i have a, ha- a very high tolerance for chaos <laughs> yeah so maybe that's what it is it's the stimulation level could be yeah that's interesting yeah. that's yeah. fascinating boy i'd like now i want to do it? more research on the differences between the yeah. types yeah yeah and if anybody any of you out there listening has an, a thought about it let us know you shoot us an email yeah or put it post yeah. it on e- social or on e- the email web. it the yeah hello at, hello at kicks yeah. adhd do it right now you got your yeah you got your device i really would love yeah. I, we we got to do some more research on this david so here you take that on uh kidding why not i mean i can i can handle another <laughs> thing now <laughs> see that, that's you're funny gonna be because, without like, power for a week what else yeah. are you gonna do well i mean you know <laughs> As long as I have an internet connection somehow, I'll be all right. Um, but that's the thing. It's like it's like you know, five ten minutes ago, I was I was overwhelmed. Now I'm like, yeah, I can take on another project. <laughs> yeah, this one's interesting. Yeah, this yeah. one's interesting. That's all right. So what we want to start doing is increase our awareness and know what it feels like for us when we're overwhelmed. And part of that is knowing how we act. Mm. So is it? It's the shutting down. Um, I know for me, I get absolutely irrational and I start moving way too fast. Okay. I get rather bitchy. And I, I think we've talked about this before fairly We recently, have, but it's fun but it to listen to you talk con- about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you can ever imagine that. Um, like the irrational stuff when I was in my overwhelm thing, I was flying to Denver for my dear brother's wedding and a very happy, happy day. And it was two weeks later, but I was just, I was texting my sister, you know, no one's going to pick me up at the airport. I'm going to be there stranded and da, 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 which I know is absolutely not true. I have hordes of people in Denver who adore me and will go to the airport to get me if I need to, or I could take the train. I mean, it is not a deal, but I was making it into a deal. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And the thing that is interesting is I was watching myself do this and I knew what was going on and I did not have the ability to pull out of the overwhelm and pull out of the irrational behavior. Yeah, because it's just at at that stage of emotional activation where 
It's like, I don't care if this is irrational or, or I might know it's irrational, but it's, you just aren't, you're powerless, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was absolutely powerless. And this is where we have to start stepping out of it. And, okay. And, and because you're not ultimately powerless, but, 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 but just like trying to stop isn't going to stop. In it. my brain, I am powerless. In my brain, I am at this phase where I'm just spinning. I'm panicking. I can't. I am not able to be rational. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So what about you? I I tend to feel it first. But but that's not always true. I think I think sometimes and I see you have the word catastrophizing here. That is a classic me maneuver. If I'm overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be like the world is ending, you know, I'm a complete f up. Um trying to keep this clean tag on family friendly i'm a uh, and and so you know what i mean like and and nothing ever goes right and and nobody my mom used to say nobody loves me i'm going out to eat worms (laughs) i don't know yeah there's that old song i yeah yeah. is that a song i never knew it oh it's yeah nobody loves me everybody hates me i think i'll eat some worms and there is more but i will stop Okay, I'm glad to hear that song, and it's so nice for you to sing it, not me. Um, Big, fat, juicy ones, small, skinny, little ones. <laughs> Go ahead, David. I'll stop singing. But it's true. I mean, like it's just like everywhere. It's like you get the colored glasses on, and they're not rose-colored. I don't know what color they are. They're, they're brown. I think they're kind of <laughs> black, painted black. Yeah, like, it's not even dark glasses that you can see through. Any, yeah, exactly. But you know, anything that comes your way is just colored with no. It's bad. Whatever it is, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. And that does that does happen to me sometimes. And that's yeah, that's that's exactly. a, that's definitely a sign of overwhelm. It's like, hey, take a pill. You know, right. not really. But and, and there's yeah. and there you're in this place for me that it's I'm I'm helpless. Yeah. I I, I just have to keep moving through. I just have to. Da, 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 da. Yeah, nobody can do anything no. to help at no. that at that point. For Which me. is absolutely not true, right? But that's how I feel. Yeah, and that's how I feel. So it's the irrational catastrophizing. Um, other people, I brought this up at the Success Club the other day, and we were talking about it, and um, they start breaking commitments. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of my signs that I am on the verge. Overwhelm mm. is when I start breaking commitments. Okay. Or um, s- some of the people in the group were talking about mindless avoidance. They just, they don't, they don't, con- they they just start doing anything else but what they know they need to do to get out of the overwhelm. Okay. So like everything is, is a not now. So we know how, we, yeah. we always have a now, but, not now, but like just everything is not now. <laughs> everything is a not now. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I don't do that. I jump in and start thrashing about. I'm not sure which is a better approach. Interesting. Yeah. I thrash about hysterically. Is that a better approach than just saying, oh, gosh, I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to go on a hike. I'm going to just avoid it. Yeah. So that's that's a uh, that's that is something I will do, too. I'll start like coming up. You know what? And just like some extreme decision. Never doing X, Y, Z again, or I'm, you know, whatever. You know, yeah. it's like you make some massive, massive decision, which of course is yeah. not the time to make any decisions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, what we got to do, how do we step out of overwhelm now that we know 
a little bit more about how it feels and all of that. Do you think I missed anything in there, David, or is there... I think we covered it. I don't know. Dear okay. listener, do you have a, a sign that yeah. you're heading into overwhelm what, well, that's different than these? Let us know. Yeah. 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 All right. So then we, we want to be able to identify it. That's always our first thing. And then we want to step out of the overwhelm. So we're identifying it because that helps you step out of it more quickly. We're not pushing against it. Definitely. What I wish that I had done in my my week of panic was say, okay, Dana, you made a tactical decision here. What are you doing? And we, what do you need to jettison? What just do you need to get rid of and just not ignore for a week? What do you need to do to move forward calmly? Mm. You know, but I, I didn't do that. Okay. I suffered and wrote a podcast about it later instead. Um, so we well, don't want to, I pushed against it and that is not the right thing to do. Mm, yeah. This is time to jujitsu that thing, right? Let, let use yes. its force against it. Not, not, not yes. fight the force. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I, when we were talking about this in the success club, a lot of these things are what success club members do. I'm saving what I do for the last oh, is, okay. yeah. So one of the guys lives in New York city and he says, what really helps him is he gets some exercise. He goes for a walk. He They have the city bikes in New York, and he'll go out and get a city bike and ride. Yeah. You know, he'll just step away from it. But he's actually doing something positive about it, which right. is the exercise, which is rebooting our brain chemistry. Absolutely. It changes your physical state, but it also changes your mental and emotional state. Yes. Yes. And dang it, I wish I'd thought of that. But I didn't. So here we go. Oh, boy. Yeah. So instead of avoiding like, oh, I'm going to go read a book, which isn't helping anything, he's exercising. Yeah, that's good. Also, in fairness, you were nowhere near New York City and, you know, getting a bike ride in the city. I do have opportunities to exercise. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Thank you. That was a little bit too being too kind, David. Come on. (laughs) Uh, Another person says what he has to do is take a shower. Yeah. Just, or maybe it was a she. It was a she. It was just take a shower. Yep. And I love that metaphor for it because it's yes. just washing it away. Washing exactly. It away. And it's and I actually read an article recently and I didn't know we were going to talk about this today, so I don't have a link handy, but there was a there was a study that talked about the neurological psychological benefits of taking a shower for self-soothing in situations like this. And that was the it, it's it's more than metaphorical. You're, 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 it is, but it's like hyper metaphorical. It's like somehow also tangibly, uh, cleansing, you know, and it, and, yeah, it's very interesting. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Gosh, you learn something every day. Another person talks it through with someone. A couple of people said this and they said they just need to talk it through with someone for five minutes, 10 minutes. And one of the guys says, I warn them that I'm being irrational. So it's, hi, hi, mom. And he says he calls his mom. Hi, mom. Okay. I, I am being irrational. And I just need to talk this through. Yeah. I'm about to unload a bunch of BS on you. And it is BS. But here goes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And the thing about doing that to your mom as a mom, we often fall into the BS, too, because we want to protect our babies. So sure. I, I'd say probably find someone else one of the persons says talking it through with himself 
does just fine. He doesn't need to talk it through with anybody else. He just talks it through with himself. Well, that's good. So in, in software development, have we ever talked about the rubber ducky? Yes. Yeah. Um, not. You, I, I don't know that we have, but I have. It yeah. May, it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but you, you get a rubber ducky and you explain the problem to the rubber ducky. Right. And and you know, right. usually it ca- it causes you to see it in a different way. Like you know, it's the Sherlock Holmes and Watson thing. You know, Holmes always thought Watson was an idiot, but by talking it through with Watson, you would find the solution. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which of course wasn't yeah. fair to Watson, but they were both fictional, so maybe you know. And and I also think being aware of how you solve problems helps. If you're a if if you're um, a verbal problem solver, that means you need to talk it through. That's probably a better way to do it. For me, I'm more kinesthetic, so I need to write it down. That's me, man. I unload on a journal, you know, okay. and and yeah. all the better if I can do it in ink and write it by hand rather than typing it. A typing it doesn't work for me. It's got to be by hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the way I am too. I at sometimes it's rare I can process out loud like that and make it make it work, but most of the time it's 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 writing. I can for other things if I am in overwhelm. Mm. I need to write. Okay. So mine is I call it this was this is my suggestion for overwhelm is the uh, two-step brain dump. Oh, okay. So the first thing is you just get out a piece of paper and you get out a pen. And you just start writing out everything that's in your head. I do a mind map, a very messy handwritten mind map for that. Nice. Because you can make connections. And if yes. listener, if you don't know what a mind map is, do a little researching. It's, you might. Yeah. Yeah. You might love that. Whiteboards. See, this is what I miss about having a whiteboard right. on the wall because you could whiteboard okay. it and mind map yeah, it. Yeah. You can whiteboard it. I need For one me, now. that's not yeah. as good as paper. Okay. I don't know what it is. So experiment what works for you. That's the thing. Yeah. So so my thing, my two step is it's the first step is just getting everything out of your head, written down. And then you can then take that when everything's out and you can't think of anything else. And then you bring some order to it. So thinking, what can I do? What's what is one easy thing I can do? Um one person said. They'd read in oh, in Attitude magazine. Pick one thing you can do that will you make you feel better. Mm. So, what can I do right now that's going to make me feel better and move this forward? So, is the make you feel better a a self care kind of make you feel better, or is it a make me feel better because I feel like I made progress or feel or, better that I made progress? Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be in progress. We're stepping out of the avoidance and the dodging and all of that. We're into progress. So what can make you feel better about making some progress? So this is after you've written everything down. So it really is probably on the paper somewhere or on the whiteboard or wherever you wrote it. This is the second step. First step one is writing everything down, get it all out of your head. Step two is say, okay, what am I going to do? Okay. That makes sense. And so there, and we have different things that we can do there. One is what's something that can I can move this forward that will make me feel better. Yeah. Mine is what I often do is is number them by order of importance and and maybe start, okay, what'll I do first? What'll I do second? What'll I do third? That makes sense. What um another question I have people ask is saying, What can I do? When you're in this, I'm stuck. I can't do anything. No, what is one thing you can do? Right. It's not true and that no- you can do nothing. So <laughs> what is the one thing? Yeah. Another thing is to take that paper mind map whatever the whiteboard where you got everything out of your head you did the brain dump and just cross up everything you can't do now or that isn't that important yeah 
We're sense. not saying you're never going to do it. This right. is get stepping out of overwhelm. Yeah. 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 This is about the right now. So this is, yeah, this yeah. is the right now. This is the, the, the horizon. Yeah. The, or whatever the closer horizon. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's good. So there's some options for stepping out of overwhelm. So David, mm-hmm. David, what do you do? To step out of overwhelm. You know, for a second there, you sounded so much like Moira Rose. <laughs> that was, David. I was. David. Uh, David. <laughs> that's what I was trying to do. You did. You evoked Moira Rose so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that for a while. Oh, that's, that's from Shit's Creek, the show, yes. anybody, if you don't know. Which is spelled S-C-H-I-T-T. This is still family yes. friendly. It's, it's still it's, family friendly. It's, it's all about the the, the, the family that that lives in a town whose whose mayor is is in the family that the town was named after and that family's name was shit um so it's shit's creek yes <laughs> anyway um, we digress so uh yeah, um this you know i I've, I've done some of all of these you know i will i will sometimes go exercise or work out or do something like that you know take a walk take a take a bike ride um the shower i've done that um I, I, as we said, talking it through sometimes works, but not, not so often. So I think for me, uh, journaling is, is, and writing things down. So sometimes journaling for me is about processing the emotion and, but whereas your brain dump is really far more proactive in the sense that it's about figuring out it's a, it's the tactical plan, right? It's the what's next, you know, and that, that's something that I, I, I will do that depending on the situation. It depends on the kind of source of overwhelm, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hurricane prep and solving problems at work today, the brain dump makes far more sense than anything else mm-hmm. for me to do. Right. Yeah. And the thing to me about the talking it through for me personally, if it works for you, great. Or the journaling, I don't need to stay in the emotion. Right. That's not, that's never been a healthy place for me. That's one reason I don't do traditional journaling where I'm writing down my emotions because it just keeps me spiraling in it. Yeah. Would I, for me, a woman of action, I need to step out and say, okay, and as you say, tactical, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm reading a book about this right now, and the author is a PhD neuroanatomist and has asserted that 90 seconds is all it takes to let emotions subside from a chemical standpoint when you hit that point of like supreme activation. Mm-hmm. Except that if you reactivate, and then, and I think that's what you're describing, right? If you're talking it through with somebody or even journaling it and you're staying, you're reminding yourself of all the reasons why you're feeling so overwhelmed, then you'll keep it alive. But yes. if you can if you can change the state then it only takes 90 seconds for that to 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 dwindle which is which is really a powerful idea and i'm not far enough in the book to fully comprehend it all but so i'm i'm, I'm probably talking a little bit prematurely about it but it's is, so fascinating that it's coming from science is this the book that you told me about that you heard about at the conference it is yeah that whole, i started reading this morning when i was supposed to be preparing for a podcast jill bolte taylor PhD? Yes, of course, I couldn't remember her name because Whole my, Brain Living is the name of the book. Yeah. My, yeah. And so I think we should do a book club, a book chat Ooh. on this. Oh, that would be fun. Yes. Right. All right. 
Let's. You know, um, I have to finish it. God, I wasn't going to announce it in the air. I know, right? But the first two pages were good. It's such a good book. Wow, it's so okay. interesting. And her story is fascinating, too. Okay, but anyway, people, don't... This is later. Okay, we're we're doing some things you usually don't get to see behind the curtain. So this is a behind, a behind the curtain thing. So don't expect yeah. this to be next week. It's not coming tomorrow. And we'll me. give you and we'll give you fair warning. Yeah, yeah, we'll give you a chance. I like this thought though. Okay, this is good stuff. Yes, I'm right. excited. Yeah. So overwhelm, stepping out of overwhelm. What do we do? We've got to know how it feels. We have to know what throws us into overwhelm so we can start to identify it so we can av- begin avoiding it a little bit more. Yeah, preempting um, it maybe. Preempting it. Yeah, how it feels, what our actions are when we get overwhelmed and then have some things you can do to step out of it. Yeah. Things that are not having a wrestling match with the overwhelm because yes, (laughs) yeah, that's not going to work out. Yeah. And we're interested in hearing from you. Yeah. If you listener, if you about that idea, the hyperactive versus inattentive type ADHD, what do you think? Yeah, that's a very interesting. I would love to hear. So if you're if you're an inattentive type and you think we're describing you incorrectly, let us know. And if you're actually no matter what your type is, we'd, we'd like yeah. to hear what your thoughts are about yeah. this observation of Dana's. Yeah. This new scientific discovery she's made. Yes. <laughs> the da- the Dana theory. The Dana of theory. Overwhelm. Dana's law. It'll be Dana's law of overwhelm. Yes. Is that what you want to be known for? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, that's great. That is great. Well, All you can right. also, yeah, we talked about, we talked about emailing. You can also leave us a comment. This is episode 117. And like always, you can go to kicksomeadhd.com slash, and then put in the three digit episode number and you'll find the comment section as long as well as all the show notes and the things. So 117, leave us a comment there. You can hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Just search Kick Some ADHD. And Dana, I feel like you were about to say something, and I'm sorry. And I don't know what it was. Darn it. Isn't that how it works when someone talks instead of you? And then, you know. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what it was. It's okay, David. You needed to say what was said. I also feel a lot less overwhelmed right now than I did at the start of this episode. So I thank you for that, Dana. Oh, you're very welcome, David. I'm adding That's one to the list. That's what I do. Have a have a chat with your ADHD coach. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to Dana. This is what I do. Yeah, it's true. And when I'm in overwhelm, I can't do what I do best is help other people get out of overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you'd like to learn more about what Dana does and you'd like to check out this success club we're talking about, then you can do that at DanaRayburn.com. D-A-N-A-R-A-Y-B-U-R-N.com. Lots of good resources there. I love the blog. Also, sign up for the newsletter. You get something every Thursday, like clock, like clockwork in your inbox. Like clockwork. It's good clockwork. stuff. Hey, David, so next week, if mm. you're alive still to be able to be my podcast buddy, uh, we're talking about ADHD productivity kryptonite. Uh-oh, not the kryptonite. <laughs> the kryptonite. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, well, my friend, um, go out. Um, kick some ADHD and survive a hurricane, please. Thank you. I plan on it. Yeah. And and everybody, if you, if uh, nothing is posted on Monday, if a new podcast doesn't drop, then David has no power. <laughs> Literally. 
<laughs> yeah, but you won't have heard this episode yet by then. <laughs> yeah, so. you won't have heard. You'll just wonder why. But you'll la- later, why. you'll know. Whoa, that's you'll what know. happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. All right, everyone, go out. Have a great week, just full of happiness and love and ADHD kicking. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks a lot. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com.